Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful online businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers. We find our clients in different ways and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their own terms. We're not here to give you a silver bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough. The Freelance Revolution podcast is brought to you by Freelancers Align, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersalign.com to learn more and sign up. Hi, Leah. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. It's real snowy outside. And it's kind of starting to become a lake here. It's melting here. Yeah, that's nice. Tis the season. Tis, Tis almost spring. Um, so today we are going to talk about getting paid what you need. So last month or last time we talked about, um, using your time like boss, part of using your time, like a boss is figuring out how to, um, how to spend the amount of time you need to spend and get paid what you deserve for that amount of time so that you can live the life you want. And so today we'll talk about getting paid what you need. And next time we'll talk about getting paid what you deserve, um, which are completely interrelated things. Yes, for sure. Because needs are different than wants. Yep. Yep. So when when we talk about getting paid what you need, um, this is about, this is also another one of those boss mindset shifts where you're thinking about how to how much time you want to work. You get to choose that now because you work for yourself and how much money you're going to charge. And then basically the formula that you need to make your life work. So we all need like a certain amount of money to make our life work. There's like a bare minimum amount, a comfortable amount and an ideal amount. And when you start working for yourself, a lot of people don't do that kind of calculation to figure out what you should be charging based on what you need, not based on how much you made before, not based on working an eight hour day or a 40 hour week. Um, It should really be based on what you need to make your life work. Think about those necessities and those bills that have to be paid for and like what you like those non-negotiable expenses. Mm -hmm. And same thing with your time. Um, You could, you now get to think outside of the box. Like we talked about last time about the way you spend your time. And so it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be a formula where you're thinking about a 40 hour week um, or an eight hour day you can think differently week to week, month to month. You may be working a higher number of hours in some months and a lower number of hours in other months. Um, And all of this will come into play next week when we talk about getting paid what you deserve, because the process that we're going to look at today helps you figure out what you need and what you charge to make that work. But you're also going to need to make the 
the numbers work with what the market will actually pay you for what you do. Um, and so next time we'll talk about how you figure that out, how to price your work um, and how to do some market research to figure out what other people are getting paid for what you do. Um, the other implication there is thinking about your business model. And if you're not able to charge what you need for what you do, how do you rethink what you do and how you do it um, to make that function? Mm-hmm. What else, Leah? I think understanding, like we have, I want to be, you know, I want to make X amount. There's that word want in there versus the need. Okay. So when you are talking about the needs, like that is, that should be the motivation behind what you're doing, like to pay for those basic needs. Anything beyond that is like a want. So there has to be a shift and I'm speaking from experience. Like when I jumped into this, like my goal was to make X amount every single month. Okay. That was my goal. And where did that goal came like come from? It came from breaking down. Here's all my monthly expenses. So I knew that I wanted to make X amount or I needed to make X amount. Plus I wanted $500 a month spending for those unforeseen expenses to save up for vacations, to save up for whatever was on the docket. Okay. So once I hit that, then I still had capacity. And so that's where it turned into, I want to make this much because of this. And so knowing the difference. And so that turned into kind of, I mean, I'm going to just call it, it turned into more of like a workaholic where I was just constantly working and like life did not, you know, work. It, It just didn't work. It was too chaotic. It was too much. There was no balance. There was no harmony. There was no alignment in my life, in my family, because I just kept seeing like, okay, I've attained this goal financially. I want to attain the next. And so now that I've figured out like this alignment of where my time needs to be spent, I still am able to make the kind of money that I want to make, but I feel a lot more centered in an alignment with knowing what the wants and the needs are. So it can very easily if you're money driven, it can very easily turn into a chaotic mess on the back end, which is where my life was a couple of years ago. Um, and that is just my story from the pandemic because I didn't know where my cash was going to come from. If I didn't know the state of freelancing, everyone's jobs were on the line. Everything was like that. Everyone was kind of not spending money. So I was like, is, are they going to spend money on websites? Which was completely the opposite because all of the people want that were doing in-person events and things like that wanted to go digital. So I never had to turn, I mean, I never had to worry about where the next paycheck was coming from. It was truly constantly working from sunup to sundown. I'd see my kids in the middle make, doing a quick check-in with them to make sure that they got their homework done because they were doing distance. And so it was it was a complete chaotic mess during that whole situation because I was fearful of where the next paycheck was going to come. But if I just took a breath and didn't, didn't put the pressure on myself that I had to keep pushing, it would have been a lot better in my life. So you learn from your past mistakes, which is one of the main reasons why we do this podcast, because we've been there. So, you know, we're, we choose to be freelancers because we want to be free. So don't, chain yourself to your desk like I did because that's not a fun situation to be in totally and I think like 
that is why we talk about time and money together is because Mm -hmm. you don't, it's not like you will never hear us say that money is not important. It 100% is important and it is not the most important thing. Um, Freedom is the most important thing. And that is tied to time, money, and everything else, all of the other reasons why we do this. And I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, but that exact thing that happens is like in the beginning, you're like, how am I going to make this work? I need to like get paid. And you finally get people to start like paying you to do what you do on your own as a freelancer. And then you get to this place where you're like, there is no upper limit on the money that you can make. Um, it is only the upper limit is the amount of time that you spend. And even that's a little bit um, variable when you think about more passive income streams. But right. when that become that is, again, another huge mindset shift, because a lot of times what happens is when you work in a normal job, there's always an upper limit of the amount of money you're going to get paid because you are stuck within someone else's system of what they want to pay you. And mm-hmm. that's not true when you work for yourself there there is no upper limit. You, the sky's the limit, depending on what you want to do, how you want to do it and how much time you want to spend. And when things start working, some that sometimes that means that you don't know how to set those upper limits for yourself mm-hmm. and you're spending um, too much time or you're taking on work that like is not really a good fit for you or things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um we're so conditioned by the feast famine mentality. Like I find myself doing it all the time. I have the most steady work right now that I've ever had. And because of the way my contracts are um, structured, I have long-term, like I have guaranteed income for the next three years, um, like good income, which is not something that has never been true for me. And still, still, I find myself in the back of my head or at 3 a.m. when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I probably should pick up another client. Like, what if this isn't enough? What if something falls through? What if like all those things, even though it's like the most steady, highest paying work I've literally ever had. And so just like know that like that little voice in the back of your head never goes away. Whether the voice in your back of your head is like panic about like not being able to pay the bills or like well, maybe I want just like one more car (laughs) or one more thing. And both of those things you have to check yourself on. You always want to obviously have an emergency fund and a backup plan, but like there has to be a limit when the sky's the limit on how much you can earn. You have to place your own limits around how much you're going to work. Right. And so I just this morning, um, interviewed with another client. Do I have the bandwidth right now to take on another client? Sarah's shaking your head. I don't. I mean, you Um, do because you're you and you always will find it. But here's the thing. It was an Upwork job that I got invited to. I'm not seeking work. I'm not doing that at all. But she sent me an invitation and it wasn't just, uh, you've been invited to apply for this job. It was, hey, Leah, you've been invited to this job because, and she literally spent like three paragraphs telling me why I needed to apply for her job it caught my attention. I read her job proposal and I'm like, this is someone that I know that I can make an impact with. But what was also in my head the last few days is I have gotten my kids into like, I'm the time crunch of like when they're leaving my house is kind of upon my brain. So I've been thinking like, and I want to take them on this really fun 
vacation and surprise them. Like I've always talked about like surprising them. And I haven't wanted to do that in the past because their differences are so or their, their personalities are so different. So I have this idea and it's a very expensive vacation, like, you know, lots of money. But if I take on this client, it's a project client. So it's a beginning and an end Mm -hmm. and that's it. So I'm not tempted to stay on. There's the money that I found for this vacation. That's been wearing on my brain of, I want to do this. Can I justify the expense? I, I really can't because it's so crazy but it would be one of those memories where they're 13 and 16 right now. They're going to have that for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So that's how I justify that. So if she accepts me, like I had my conversation with her. So I'm putting out all the good vibes of like that. She liked me just as much as I liked her. And I get that job because that's a locked in deal of that vacation. Yep. And that's like, that's the perfect example. So I think like we talk a lot about, and like the, the formulas, the guiding principles, like they work and it's also like all subjective. So like when we're like, what are your priorities? Why do you work for yourself? All those things, all those things are important. And you're always going to like tackle things on a case by case basis. So like we've talked about before the way that we think differently about time versus money based on like where we're at in our lives and with our kids. But like, also there are, oh, there are going to be times, whether it's about that, where it's like, okay, if I do this short thing, um, I'm going to have X amount of money to make something else happen in my life. Mm -hmm. And, or I'm going to take on this client or this project because like this checks a box for me that is different than money. Like I'm going to make an impact. This is the right team to work for. This is a project that makes me feel excited. This is something that like stretches myself. So like all of those things come into account. It's not, it's never just about the money. Right. Yeah. In that job in particular, it's not me thinking outside of the box so much. It's not so much strategy. It's literally like guiding her through this path because she already, she already knows what she wants. It's just the implementation of it. She just doesn't have the bandwidth to implement it, mm-hmm. you know? So that's again, where you know, it makes the most sense. Plus I'm in a season where the snow's melting outside. We're not having huge, crazy snowstorms. So I'm finally letting my teenager drive to school on his own. He's got track season that starts. So it's one less kid that I have to like run, which is also freeing up by the end of, by the end of the day, it's freeing up probably three and a half hours a week for me mm-hmm. just because I'm not driving this one kid. Yep. 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 Like, It's all, it's all of those factors that come together. Like, yep, this is the right thing. This is the right thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I might regret that decision in a few weeks and I'll tell you, but from everything that I'm seeing right now, like it'll be just fine. But also like those kinds of projects, like if you're doing something that sounds exciting and you're working for the right person or people, then like, even if you're working a little bit more than you normally would, it, it can be worth it. It's all like trade-offs. So Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to um, show us the the cash calculator real quick. So this is a tool that we created um, to just help you do that math about like how much money you need. The pricing piece comes in next, like how to get that money, which is what we'll talk about next time. But, um, and we'll put the link in the um, episode so that you can see um this can you see this okay leah yep 
Okay. So um, this is our cash calculator. There's a link on this first page to a video that is basically what I'm going to walk you through right now that'll show you how to do it. The first tab is um, some questions about how you spend your time and your money. Um, so all of this will ask, will like help you think about how you spend a day um, and how you're spending that time throughout the day. And then when you get down to thinking about money, um, we are linking to one of our blogs here that talks about, um, which is some of the stuff we'll talk through in the next episode about getting paid what you deserve, how to price your work. This tool is designed for hourly work, but I would say that um, even when you're doing flat rate contracts, you're always having an hourly rate in the back of your head when you're making those um, calculations. So I do think that everyone, no matter how you price your work, you are sort of thinking about your work in an hourly way, even if you're pricing it as a flat rate. So I think this exercise can be helpful no matter how much, how you price your work. Um, so when you get over here, you're going um, to start with um, your time. So let's say I wake up at 8 a.m. And I'm just going to say that I wake up at 8 a.m. every day. And let's say that I'm going to bed at 9 p.m. Because that is actually what time I go to bed. You um, do? I'm so jealous. That's right. I, I'm like in bed as soon as my daughter goes to bed. And then I read or do whatever. But mostly I'm asleep by night. Um, awesome. I'm really <laughs> worrying and waiting for teenagers to get I mean, try, like I got to soak it up. See, you like lose sleep when they're little and then you lose sleep when they're big. Right now I got to like yes. sleep hard yeah, you sleep yep <laughs> make sure you figure in a nap time in yep. there too i also wake up i do wake up way earlier than 8 a.m but for the sake of this we're gonna leave it there um let's say i'm taking an hour i'm um, sorry an hour for lunch and these are just numbers these aren't times so let's say i'm doing that across let's say that i'm like taking an afternoon nap on mondays and I'm going to the gym on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And like, I always have four hours here um, at night after I get done working. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm just like taking another nap on Fridays. Um, so, and I'm not working on the weekends. So this means that these are the out amount of hours I have to work. Um, and so then you can start playing around over here with your hourly rate. So say I'm charging $50 an hour. Um, that means that if I'm working 50, to, I'm charging $50 an hour, I'm working 32 hours a week, I'm working 138 hours a month, that um, I'm bringing in this amount of money um, annually. And we're using like a general idea for tax here. Your tax situation is totally um, dependent on your um, context. Sorry, they're delivering something outside. I'm worried that my dogs are about to bark. Um, your tax situation is totally dependent on your context. And so we're using a gentle, like in general, we're saying that like 30% of your income is going to taxes. That is just a super general idea. Talk to your tax professional, figure that out for yourself. But this will give you like a ballpark. So that means you're bringing in about 60 grand a year. 
I think that's not too bad for work of 32 hours a week. Mm -mm. And so the other thing you can do down here is um, you can start thinking as you start bringing on clients and projecting your work out, you're able to say like, okay, I am about to pick up this client. This client is going to take um, 40 hours a month. And so I know that this is how many hours left over I have the remaining hours per month. Um, and it, then you can see your income coming in across the month too. So you're able to not only play around with your hourly rate and see how much you're going to be bringing in every year, but you're able to look and plan out your months across too and, and check your time versus money on that level. Um, and yeah, and then once you start playing around with rates, you can start thinking about like, well, what if I charge $75? Then I'd be bringing in 80 grand, um, 86 grand after taxes. That's not bad. The other thing this will do as you start piping in numbers down here is it'll show you that like, this is how much I want to be making. This is how much that like I have committed client work towards making so you can see where your gaps are if you want to be making this but you're and this is what's committed here's what your gap is so that's the cash calculator um this is our favorite tool for again figuring out how to get paid what you need yes and this has been a tool that i've used in my head before we put it on a spreadsheet because i'm not a spreadsheet person so I have notebooks. Like I was just, I was purging and looking through a couple old notebooks. And I literally had that math done when I was working as a freelancer and um, considering upping my rates in 2019. Like it literally was a notebook that I just ran across a couple of days ago. And I just giggle because like I had to do the math for every single hour, every week, every month, like just to see where I would end up at the end of the year. And with this calculator, it's literally like, you plunk it in and there you go. Like the amount of mind numbing math that it saves me. I still use it. Yep. It's, it's great. It's nice. And it's nice to see, like, I think the other thing people think is like, again, back to like 40 hour week, eight hour day, you don't have to be working an eight hour day to make no. good money. Yeah. Um, but it all depends on the amount of money you need. And there are like upward and um, downward boundaries to that that you need to consider. Um, and so you should be that, and this is like one of the first steps to figuring out how to get paid what you deserve. So figure out what you need and then build what, build it around that, not the other way around. Don't be like, oh, well, the market's only going to pay me $30 an hour. So that's what I need to charge. Or I only made $20, $25 an hour at my last job. So that's what I'm going to charge as a freelancer. No, that is not boss thinking. That is employee thinking. You need to be thinking about what you need and then building your business model around that, not the other way around. Right. Um, okay. So next time we'll talk about getting paid what you deserve. And um, we've got lots to say about that. Um, and, uh, we'll have the link in the, uh, below the episode and on YouTube to, uh, download the cash calculator if you want it. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everyone. Yep. Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening to the freelance revolution podcast. Don't forget to check out our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Go to freelancersaligned.com dot com to learn more and sign up.